Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guest is a singer-songwriter who has released four albums. She was awarded Country Breakthrough Artist of the Year 2016 by the New Music Weekly, and CBS LA called her one of Los Angeles's top 10 female musicians. She has won twice at the Los Angeles Music Awards. She has been the artist ambassador for the beauty salon chain Supercuts, and even performed in films like Hoffa, Basic Instinct, and the original Batman film, along with advertising campaigns like her role in one of Ray Charles' Diet Pepsi commercials. You've been hearing a song of hers called Let It Go. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Eileen Carey. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, hi Eileen, welcome to the show, thanks. Let's uh, let's start off. Let's start off by first having you tell the listeners all about the song that I was too busy talking over. What insight can you give about "Let It Go"? "Let It Go" that was the single off of the "Let It Go" album, the last album I put out, and it's all about you know, it's been quite a chaotic couple years, you know, for us. So you know, it's kind of just tells you, you know, instead of being so right to the left or so much to the right, it kind of gives you a little balance, you know, and get rid of the past because there's really nothing you can do about it. You just got to let it go, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I know that this was uh, an album for you that, you know, really did carry quite a lot of depth in terms of the messaging. And, and I think, uh, you know, let it go is, is at the forefront of that. Am, am, I, am I doing a good job of, of my overall summation of the release? Absolutely, yeah, and it's it's just kind of my philosophy is just kind of to share my little insight of what I see and what I hear, and and you know, and then let it, let the person pick their own choice of which direction they want to go. But it kind of just gives them a little different direction in life. That's all. I didn't. Uh, I'm surprised at myself. I, I usually will write in uh, the following question, and I didn't. Um, but I guess I'll follow suit anyways and ask that song and or the other songs on that album. Did you write it yourself? Are you someone that uh, co-writes? What what was the story with that song and with the others on that CD? Um, On that song, I co-wrote it. I always write with co-writers. I mean, that's kind of what the way it worked. Um, It just, uh, they inspired me working with different people, but some songs I haven't written, and I just there were some cover tunes I did that I really enjoyed, you know, because I'm a fanatic with the '80s. Um, and there's a few other tunes that I found some really great writers in Nashville, and I really liked the tune, and I just decided to record it because they had a great message and they're great writers. Yeah, so I, I enjoy kind of working with everybody. 
Yeah, I did want to point out to the listeners that you did include some cover songs on that CD. Uh, Only the Lonely, which was by the Motels, um, Katrina and the Waves, uh, Walking on Sunshine, and uh, Don't Get Me Wrong, which was originally done by the Pretenders. And and I guess you just answered the question as to why you included those, which was because you said you're a fan of 80s music. But Eileen, for your benefit, I will I will explain that a large part of my show is done to help educate the listeners who are up and coming performers themselves. So in terms of recording someone else's songs, these three cover songs that we're talking about in particular, uh, mm-hmm. I know we've touched on this on, on one or two episodes, but not all 150 plus. So um, the permissions <laughs> that are involved, things of that nature with, with recording cover songs. Oh, oh, well, first of all, you have to get in touch with their publishing company or them directly. And, um, and ask them if they, you know, get their permission. But also, um, they may have to go through the licensing too um, to be able to put it out on radio or, or license it on film or TV. Just so everything's done up front so everybody gets their share and cuts and it's it's all legit and, you know, it's just the best way to go because they wrote the song and they deserve, you know, their licensing. They deserve their cut. I, I don't want to I don't want to ask you to give out dollars and cents, but is something like what you're describing is that process very expensive, or or is it actually probably more reasonable than people might think? Oh, it's very reasonable. You'd be surprised. You think, wow, all that is, it's going to cost you a lot, but it doesn't. In the long run, it 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 it's a savior. It saves you instead of because um, it'll cost you in the long run later up if you don't do this. It'll it cost you more money. You, know? and, uh, <laughs> you might as well just do it up front, and it's not that much money, and everybody gets their share, and it's it's just the proper way to go. Yeah, and I think it's a nice touch because you do have enough of your own original material on the album, and then for someone to you know kind of get to hear something a little bit different, something that they might already be familiar with, but to hear your interpretation of that song, I, I, I commend you because that is uh, a unique approach in that, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like if someone's going to do some cover songs, they're probably going to do an entire album worth of them instead of what you did, which was, no, it's primarily my own, and then here's three that are cover songs. Right, yeah, and I don't do that all the time, you know. I don't throw a cover tune. This is like the first time I decided to do that, and um, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. How did you choose those three songs? Were they three songs that you've just always really loved, or was it I had a list of 33 songs and picked those three out of that list? <laughs> well, a little bit of both. Um, actually, it was really funny. Um, only the Lonely, um, the motels were playing in Pasadena, California, and I said, oh, let's go get some tickets and go see them. You know, they were at some local tavern, actually. And uh, we went down there, and she started singing the song, and I got to meet them. And, and I came back to my producer. I said, you know, this is a really great song. He goes, oh, you should do it. And then I said, yeah, okay, let's try it, you know. And then it went from there. But it was really funny. I went to go see them. She sang the song. I got to meet her. And then next minute, I'm putting it on my album. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but the rest, the other two... Um, I always liked uh, Walking on Sunshine. It's just kind of a happy summer fun tune. And then Don't Get Me Wrong, well, of course, I love Pretenders. You know, they, they're from my um, home state, Ohio, so I always love them. So, um, But they do have a lot of favorites in the 80s, but these were like the top three, I would say, of the 80s for me. Yeah, and and I feel like uh, I feel like "Don't Get Me Wrong" by the Pretenders has shown up in a movie or two here or there. So, it it has had a lot. It has had some staying power by showing up on on soundtracks. 
listeners, among Eileen's countless live performances are fairs and festivals, venues such as the House of Blues, the famed Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, and tomorrow night, January 19th in Pasadena, California. Eileen, you're going to be opening up for Tal Bachman and the Guess Who. Wow, that, that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so for, the, for the benefit of those listeners who are up-and-coming performers, can you share how you landed a great opportunity like that? Well, I worked a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just kept on pursuing it. You know, Wes, it was um, over the summer. I got to open up for the Nelson, Ricky Nelson's twins. Mm. And that was, that was really fun and exciting. Um, and I just kind of like threw it out there. There was, there's a bunch of places out here that you can become opening bands for certain artists, you know, and I kind of just threw it out there and they accepted it. And the first, the first performance was with Ricky Nelson's kids. And then this one came about and, you just keep on working it, you know, you know, there's always going to be a no, but there might be a few no's, but in between there's going to be a yes. And mm-hmm. it's just, I just kind of grabbed the opportunity and went for it. So I never give up. Let's put it that way. Well, is it, is it because like you said, you've been at this a while or is it, or is it fairly public knowledge? You said there's some places out there where you can submit to be an opening act for some of these folks. Is, is that kind of common knowledge or is it, no, I've been around long enough. I, I know some people and I know where to find these leads. Uh, probably a little bit of mo- both, but I think the last one, because I've been doing it for quite a while and, um, and I've been polishing up my act every year, more and more and more and more. And, and so I, and I don't put myself in a position that I'm not able to hope shine. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't, if in the beginning of my career, I wouldn't have done this. Um, now because I've been pretty well polished and I've been doing it for a long time, then I, then I took the opportunity to do that so I can keep on moving forward. Um, in the beginning, no, it's just, you know, I did a lot of singer songwriter, um, showcases and things like that and smaller venues, you know, until I started building up my, um, my music and, and songs and, and performance and all that, you know, so it's, so now, you know, and also confidence too. I don't think, like I said, I wouldn't have done it 10 years ago. <laughs> well, I admire that because um, <laughs> I think a lot of people starting out right away, you know, they want to go from, from the starting line to the the big stage. And I think a lot of people would say, hey, I'm really good. And I think I can open up for these guys. And I admire your honesty to say that, you know, you were, you, you looked at yourself and said, I'm not ready for something like that. So I'm going to put in the time first and go to the things that right. you did go to. And now it is paying right. off. Yeah. And, it, and the same thing with writing, you know, it's just because you write first song doesn't mean it's going to be a hit either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> but you know, every time you sit in a room and you write a song, it becomes more, you know, you perfect it, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's, 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 in working on your craft, no matter if you're a singer, songwriter, or actor, or whatever, um, the more you do it, the better you become, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you enjoy it. And I enjoy all that stuff, you know, every aspect of the entertainment business I enjoy. Wow. I, I might I, think I'm a little yeah, crazy. I, I, imagine, <laughs> I imagine that that's, that that's you know, that you're, that you're in the minority. I, I would think that um, you can, it's probably easier to find people who do have things to complain about. That that say, oh, I don't really enjoy it that much anymore. Than than people like yourself that are saying, I still love it all. 
Oh, no. You know, well, you know, there's always going to be a downfall in, in no matter what career you, you choose, you know. You're going to have good moments and bad moments and they're not so, you know, in between. So you got to go with the flow. Yeah, well It's all said. about growing. Well said. Yeah. Well said, yeah, because the minute that you have a bad day and you say, ah, oh, this entertainment business isn't all it's cracked up to be. That's, I, I like your point because that's when you say, well, what job do you think you're going to find out there that's perfect where you're not ever going to have a bad right. day? <laughs> and you know, you have to pay your dues in every job that you, you, you decide you want to be a baker. You got to pay your dues. You got to keep on practicing baking that cake, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, and, and like most of these artists that are out there, people think that they go to A to, from A to Z and it's not true. I mean, even Britney Spears, you know, she was at the Mickey Mouse Club and she had to build herself way up before she got to where she was at. You know, it's a great point. That's a great point. Stars, but, <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mentioned that Be nice. <laughs> I mentioned that you performed at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. And in fact, you did a CMA showcase there. You performed at the world famous Tootsie's in Nashville, and you've even done some recording there. So I know you're talking to me right now from California, but are those just mm -hmm. kind of one-off trips that I was just mentioning, or do you actually split your time between LA and Nashville? Uh, I, I kind of split my time. I don't live in Nashville, but I do go there like three or four times a year. Um, actually, I'm going to be heading there in February for the country radio seminar. Um, we're going to be releasing a new single probably the end of February or first week of March. So you go in there and 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 you see all the radio people and DJs and you know and in network and it's fun. That's always a fun, exciting thing. And you do some shows and, and interviews and it's always nice to go back to Nashville. It's pretty close to where I grew up in Ohio, so it's nice to go back to the roots a little bit, you know. And when you do go there, like to, you said you said three or four times a year. When you go, is it for a week or is it for two weeks, three weeks? How long do you stay there for? Uh, it varies. Probably a week to two weeks. You know, and then, well, you know, a lot of the, all my music, all the tracks have been recorded in Nashville. And then mm. all those tracks come to L.A. and then we produce the rest out here. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> How, how did you ever get started in terms of that type LA. of workflow where you decided to to do what you just described, part of it in Nashville and then finish it in L.A.? What what prompted you to, to take that route? Uh, my producer. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because um, he, um, we, we have musicians in Nashville that we use for the recording and then, and, and then we come back and we let do all that. And then we let both live out here and he, he's from Nashville too. I mean, he spent some time in Nashville and, um, and then we finished the process out here. And when I go to Nashville, I use bring my LA guy and, and we mix with Nashville people and, uh, musicians and it's, it's fun. So it's a little bit of both, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, um, there's, you know, there's obviously this attitude that people have that they think that, uh, that Nashville is country music, that LA is pop, you know, and I guess New York is kind of, uh, New York, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, you're, you right. are somebody that is doing what you're describing where you are living full-time in LA, but going to Nashville, uh, listeners, episode 89 of the show, my guest was Chase Miller. He lives 
in uh, the greater Los Angeles area, I'll call it, and he's a country artist. So it, it, yes, obviously, if I'm interviewing people from Nashville, you're certainly going to hear all about country music, but it is nice uh, to hear some of these stories from from people like you, Eileen, and as I said, Chase Miller, mm-hmm. people that are able to live in California and still do country music, just as Nashville wants to say to the music world, hey, we don't only do country music here. You know, California right. probably wants to say we don't only do pop music here. Right, totally, yeah. And there's a variety of country music. It's not just what, uh, country western. It's pop country or rock country or or um, jazz country, whatever you want to mix it with. It's not like it was 20 years ago. It's a totally different scene. You know, they're becoming um, a little more trendy out there, a little bit more. There's kind of like a little bit of L.A. over there. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of our musicians moved over to Nashville. And... Um, so they come back and forth, and it's always fun to, to blend the two musics together. Yeah, it keeps things interesting. Um, yeah, they'll say that, you know, they're the musicians and the writers, and we're, and we're the film people. And it's kind of true, but now we're mixing and blending, and they're getting mm-hmm. into this film, and we're getting into their kind of stuff, and it all works, you know? That's good, that's <laughs> it's, good. It's, it's, I, I do want works. to also mention that you performed for three years in a row at Summerfest for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I want to mention that because you do a lot with charitable causes and organizations. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. That was for um, Make-A-Wish and for the homeless. And that's always a fun event that happens on Venice Beach. No, you can't get any better than that on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) And it happens in the summertime. And it's just like thousands of people come and, and they donate money and their time and volunteering and it's just a, it's it's it. You're feeding two purposes: one for the homeless and one for the Make a Wish Foundation, and also too with my CDs. Whatever how, at the end of the year, whatever I made on the proceeds of my um, album, I usually give a percentage to a donations that I feel that I want to do this year. Sometimes it's children's organizations, sometimes it's animal organizations. You know, just to kind of depends. I just enjoy. I have the opportunity to give back and I just enjoy giving back to make make some other people's dreams come true. Well, that's tremendous because obviously you don't have to do that. And and it's, you know, you're, you're not only doing it for make a wish, but listeners, when you look at Eileen's website, you'll see there's a page called organizations and there's a nice handful of them on there. Again, it's not just one and, and uh, your work has not gone unnoticed Eileen for all that you're doing for, uh, you know, for people other than yourself, instead of just saying, Hey, I'm a musician, this is my living and it's all going in my bank account. Yeah. You know, thank you. I, but I enjoy, you know, I just enjoy working with, you know, different organizations. They're fun. I even worked with the, um, for the military too. And that was always nice. And, and they would write you letters and say, thank you for sending them music and, you know, just sending them packages and they enjoy that too. So it's nice to give back. You know, I mean, I I guess that's in my spirit. (laughs) What you did with the military, was that just by your choice or do you have some connection, a family member or maybe relatives, plural, that served? Um, That was called Operations. I can't think of the rest of the the name. It's on my website. Um, It was my choice. Um, I didn't have anybody at the military at the time, no. Wow. Um, it's just that, I just said, you know, they do a lot of service for us and it's nice to give back to them and, and tell them thank you. 
Wow. Well, to me, to me, that's Um, even more commendable because usually if someone's doing something with the military, they usually will say, well, yeah, I have this person or I had this person. So, uh, it's interesting to hear that it was just something that you chose to do without any type of actual personal connection to someone. Oh, you know, and my dad, I have to say, my dad was in the war a long time ago, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, I guess growing up, you know, in in that type of a family setting, and and uh, I saw every war movie you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, they did do a service for us. You know, we're we're very fortunate to have them and and protect us. So um, it's nice to thanks a lot. Absolutely. Helping us out. Absolutely. <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles is singer-songwriter Eileen Carey. Visit her official website at www.eileencarey.com. And yes, she is very much on social media too. At the bottom of her website, you'll find links to Eileen on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. She is also on Reverb Nation, plus you can find her music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. Use EileenCarry.com to also find out where and when you can go see her perform live. And of course, do purchase her music. It's on iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on that site the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and there's even an indication of which two songs we played by that guest. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned one of them already, Chase Miller. Go back and listen to him on episode 89. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. 124 countries around the world where this show has gotten listeners from. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Eileen's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Eileen, we were talking about different causes that you've been involved with. I want to give you a chance to also tell the listeners about The Music Mom. So go ahead and explain what that is. Oh, The Music Mom. Um, it was just something that I came up with because there's a lot of moms in, music, in, um, in the world, in the music world. And it was a website that we just put together so, you know, all the moms can go in there and talk about, you know, you know, what they're going through, you know, writing or children or how they're juggling their lives with the kids and husband and all that, <laughs> and animals or whatever. And uh, it was just a fun little website we decided to put in, put there. And, and we put a lot of blogs on there and kind of different, you know, different little things so they can read up on it. If they have any suggestions, if they want to write a blog and put it on there to kind of just to help people, you know, get through life every day as a musician. Yeah, and listeners, if you want to go and look for this yourself, the website is www.themusicmom.com. 
And as Eileen said, there is quite a bit of content on there. And uh, this is this is written by Eileen herself. You'll see, as, as she just mentioned, um, blogs for sure, uh, amongst other content. Um, so feel free to look at that one as well, themusicmom.com. In addition to EileenCarry.com, it's uh, quite a handful that, that, that you have there, Eileen, between two websites and all that social media. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I have, thank you. I have some help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Otherwise, do, you're, I don't think I can. <laughs> you're, you're doing good on YouTube also. The, the video for your song, In the Air, for example, has only been up mm-hmm. for two months on YouTube and already has close to 15,000 views. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. We can have it up to one. So it, it's doing pretty well. Yeah. I have some great, um, I have a great video guy and, and uh, a great team behind me. So, it, um, but I'm always, it's always nice to hear from somebody else and say, Hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> so thank you for giving me the news. <laughs> well, you're welcome. And, and congratulations because, you know, <laughs> you, you. you are on a record label, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's not Sony, it's not Warner brothers. And so for someone that's on an independent record label to have 15,000 views on a video that's only been up for two months to me is very commendable. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you have a great team, like I said, and, you know, hopefully they just continue going in there and check the video and, and like the music, you know, um, it's always nice to hear that, you know, that people are checking it out, even if they don't even watch the whole thing or they don't listen to the whole song, but you know, they're checking it out and they're searching for new music and to see what's out there, you know? Yeah. And listeners, uh... and the web is, Go ahead. I was going to tell the listeners that there's also a video um, that's one year old on Eileen's YouTube channel, and it has over 35,000 views. So certainly there's a lot happening on her YouTube channel that that you will want to go and look at. But I'm sorry, Eileen, I I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Um, I just said that the web, um, the internet is so great now for musicians and, and, and all the entertainment stuff. It's where what would we do without it now? <laughs> you know, I I can't imagine going back to where people started a long time ago when tried to promote their music and there was no. Now we can promote it anywhere we want to promote it all over the world. It's pretty amazing. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, want a subtle way to expose people to your original music? blatantly stolen from someone who has been a guest on this show that I have seen perform live, here's a really nice touch. When you are out performing and you go on break, have the music that's playing during your break be your own CD. When people ask you who it is, you can proudly tell them that it's you and that you have that CD there for sale. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to 
www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Eileen, speaking of YouTube, I mentioned that you are on a bunch of social media platforms. I wonder out of those that I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, if you have a favorite. And, and mind you, this might be a different question, but I also wonder which of those you seem to have the most success with in terms of, say, fan following and engagement? Wow. Um, I always like Facebook because I can interact with, you know, go back and forth, interact with all kinds of different people from all over the world. Um, Facebook's fun. Twitter's fun because you can get in all kinds of uh, social media and talking back and forth and texting to I, I I think I enjoy them all actually. <laughs> you make it, <laughs> um, YouTube. I like to sit back and just watch videos and see what people are doing, musicians, and what they're liking, and you know how the trend's going and where it's going and that kind of thing. It's kind of more educational. But the Facebook and Twitter I like because you can communicate with everybody more. You know what I mean? More just of a conversation. Yeah, and listeners, uh, same thing, Facebook, Eileen has more than 7,000 likes on her music page on Facebook. So uh, this is certainly someone that you want to check out on social media because obviously lots of other people are. Eileen, the, the sales of your CDs and downloads are largely credited to the extensive terrestrial airplay that you get. And it is said that your brand has always been media and radio driven. But thinking again of those listeners who are up-and-comers wondering how they get their music played on terrestrial radio, how have you had such success with radio airplay over the years? Do you have a radio promoter, or is it your record label doing it, or is it some other source? I did have I do have radio promoters, but when I first started off and I wanted to test the radio market, I would go to college stations and submit my music to top uh, radio and to see and to see how that's going, I mean, it was it was working, and it did pretty well. And then I then I found a radio promoter, and then it went from there. Um, but I started, you know, nowadays you can start off with internet radio and try that, and then you can always go to college and see how it goes to the next level, and then keep on traveling up as you go. Um, don't spend a lot of money in the beginning. I mean, that's why I went to college because I would submit it myself and I would find internet stations and submit it myself and then to see, you know, how the song did on the radio. And if it did well, then I would go find a promoter and promote it. So it was kind of like that. It was testing the waters um, before I submitted that song to a radio promoter. Was there was there one something in particular that took place that made you decide, okay, I'm at the point now where, where I'm ready to start using a radio promoter? Um. Yeah, I guess as, as as I found out that my music was was doing quite well on radio, then I just automatically just go to radio promoters. Okay. So now I'm using, yeah. So now I'm using like I have country radio promoters, and then I have um, adult contemporary radio uh, promoter and top forty in that. So now I just use them directly um, because they know where to go. They know that they know what which DJs are or spinning them. They know what area. The United States is spinning them or all over the world, and and they that's, and they're very good at their job, and I'm not that great at that job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and similarly, they know they know where not to waste their time. You know, which people won't take it from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
physically. And then, like I said, they know their job, you know, but, you know, you've you got to do a lot of research on, on, on radio promoters, too. You know, it depends what genre you You know, if you're in country radio, you, you've got to find, you know, a reasonable promoter and, you know, one you can afford and, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Very good. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles is singer-songwriter Eileen Carey. Visit her official website at www.eileencarey.com. And as I mentioned before, she is very much on social media. At the bottom of her website, you will find links to Eileen on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. She is also on Reverb Nation. Plus, you can find her music on SoundCloud, one of the platforms that this show is available on. Use EileenCarry.com to also find out where and when you can go see her perform live. She does have shows currently on the upcoming show's calendar, so EileenCarry.com is going to be the source, the place that you want to go to, to look up those dates and locations, and there's even a shows tab on her website so that you can na- navigate specifically to the area on her website where she will list Uh, January 24th, for example, she will be playing in Arcadia, California. So if you're listening to this episode prior to then, you want to go and check her out there if you're going to be in that area. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, And there's even an indication of which two songs by that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio or by following on SoundCloud is how you subscribe there. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. In addition to Chase Miller, I also suggest that you listen to episode 101 when we did a best of from some of the first 100 episodes of this show. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I'm so, so continually grateful for all your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Eileen's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Eileen, we haven't really talked about your background at all. You did mention uh, that you're originally from Cleveland, and you were an accomplished drummer by the age of 13. Oh, I don't know about that good of a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I drove my parents crazy. I was on the That's what they brought me instead of drums and there. But um, uh, I don't think my band would hire me, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but it was fun. It was fun banging on you know, drums and going around with the first instrument. And then, and now I'm more like into piano and not like fantastic piano either. It's just, you know, working out my songs and melodies and things like that. Um, I have, you know, I have tremendous good um, musicians around me. So I'm going to leave that part to them. <laughs> but when did you actually start singing though? Because when you hear about somebody being into music at the age of 13, you just assume that it was singing and here this is drumming that we're talking about. So when did you actually start singing? 
Um, probably around that time, I did a lot of uh, theater and, and choir and that kind of stuff. You know, musical things we did in school, and then you know, continued on in college. And then, then when I moved to LA, I stopped for a while, and I was working actually <laughs> working in hotels, and I was um, in the food and beverage department, and I was hiring and fire entertainment. And I said, you know what, I'm going back to entertainment. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it kind of, as I kind of got out of it. Because, you know, as my father would say, there's no money in the music business. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go get a real job. <laughs> and uh, I did, but it, it, I really enjoyed the music. So um, so I would say I've most of my life I've been singing, you know, doing little things here and there. And then I took a break into the business world and then I went back. Um, and I haven't stopped since. So I don't think I've ever stopped. But I just wasn't doing that in public, you know? Sure, sure. Well, I do want to also mention you're having studied acting, film, and theater since I mentioned back in the intro of this show that you performed in films like Hoffa, Basic Instinct, and the original Batman Mm -hmm. film. And then how did you get the opportunity as artist ambassador for Supercuts? Wow, you know, that was, um, with that, I. I just saw something online and they were looking for ambassadors and I just kind of filled out this application and they listened to my music and it went from there. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a, one of those things, you know, it just happened. And and the acting, I was studying to be a film director. So, um, I, so with that, I was deciding, well, you know, I knew somebody in the casting, uh, um, department and I said, well, just cast me so I can learn, you know, how it is on the set and learn how to interact with act, different wow. actors and, and all that stuff. So it was kind of more of a learning process. And wow. then, I like then it. And I got some of these parts and I said, and it was nice. It was all learning experience. So when I did become a director, I knew how to relate and communicate with the actors and, and the kids. I love it. I love it. What a great story. I don't want to so much ask you the predictable New Year's resolution question. I'm thinking more like, are there any goals that you have set for your music in 2017? And or is there anything that the listeners should be on the lookout for from you this year? You did mention a new single that I believe you said will be out uh, end of February or early March. Anything else for 2017, like I said, that maybe you've set as a goal or, or that the listeners should be on the lookout for? Well, on the listening should be on the lookout for, of course, new singles, but a new album coming out. Oh. And that should be done, yeah, early spring. And as far as goals, well, I'm still presuming to get my music into film or TV or commercial. So I'm working on that one. <laughs> and, um, of course, I'm always writing and I'm always looking for new opportunities and I'm always kind of checking the scene. And But for those who are the first two, I'm I'm really working hard at the album finishing and getting my stuff into film or TV or commercial or something like that. Now, are you saying that the album that the, that the, that it will come out in the spring or, or that's when you're going to be winding things down with it? It should come out in the spring because we're still working on it. Um, we're, yeah, we're still. I actually, actually, in one hour, I'm taking off to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Are you at liberty and, to, uh, to disclose any details? Uh, you know, do you do you know yet how many songs there will be, or is there a title for it yet, or anything of that nature? No, actually, I wait till the end on that one. Um, right now, I know there's going to be at least. Right now, I got about seven, 
but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to write something really fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, so, I, you know, I like the mystery because it gives it gives the listeners uh, incentive to continue to follow you online so that they can find out when it comes out, what it's called, how many songs you ended up doing, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and and it might change the artwork. I don't know. You know, I, I kind of wait until it's all done. And go, hmm. Okay, let's see. It's kind of like a movie. <laughs> mm. Putting a movie together, you know. I kind of look at the, my music to be like um, uh, mini. Uh, each song is kind of like to me like a mini movie. So each one has their own little thing going on. <laughs> well, I guess I kind of, yeah, kind of a message. And, and then, you know, of course, we're going to work on videos and all that kind of stuff when the new singles come out. But um, so there's kind of a lot. There's a lot to do. There's a lot, you know, a lot to look forward to, as we go, you know, 2017. Well, I like that you use that comparison, though, because way, way back in the early days of this show, episode eight, Dominic Page's said that he considers creating a song to be a four-minute movie for the blind. So you're kind of drawing the same analogy there, that it's a, that, an, that an album is a collection of, of short films. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I like that line that he used, too. That's very cool. Eileen, we're going to close today with a song of yours called In the Air. That's the song that I referred to earlier when I talked about the video that's been having success on YouTube over the last two months. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Oh, In the Air. Um, it's my first trip to Europe. I went last year, um, I think last September, end of last September, uh, the beginning of October. And it was my first trip to Paris and it was beautiful. We did sightseeing and it was, you know, you know, everything, movie stars and people dancing in the streets. And this, <laughs> it was and great food. And this is where the song came, where it came out of, um, everything that I saw and what I heard. And, and, you know, it's, 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 um, it went to the Lovelock bridge and then we, we did some sightseeing at the bridge and it was just fantastic. And this is this, you know, um, I came back home and one of my co-writers from Norway sent me a track and then we put the lyrics over this track and we went from there. And it was kind of hard to even pull all this out of Paris because at the, as soon as I got back home, that's when they had the disaster that was mm. going on over there. And uh, I was trying to figure out how am I going to, all this joy, I just got out of Paris and then they had this disaster and how am I going to pull this song off? But Oh boy. Uh, you know, you know, where there's a disaster, there's always a good outcome. You know, you hope for a good outcome. And this is kind of what it put together. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Well, Eileen, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and uh, best of luck in 2017. Best of luck with, with the new album. And um, again, thank you for coming on the show today. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter Eileen Carey. Do visit her official website. It's www.eileencarey.com and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that she is also on Reverb Nation too, plus her music is on SoundCloud. Keep up with Eileen online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live, as well as to get updates and details on the new album that she's aiming to release this spring. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available through 
iTunes and other online retailers. And don't forget about her other website, www.themusicmom.com. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Eileen Carey. This is the one she just talked about. It's called In the Air. Glow